you don't get the title futurist by doing what everybody else is doing. You get it by trying new things and playing with the new toys before all the other kids. So in the spirit of trying something new, today's episode was recorded live on a very cool podcast app called CastBox FM. In fact, many of you probably listen to the show on CastBox. Well, their new live cast feature allowed us to cover the news for the week with a live studio audience, and it was super fun to read people's comments and receive call-ins for this show. We talked about Bitcoin hitting new highs for 2019, Binance's resistance to Facebook's new global coin, and the IRS issuing updated crypto tax guidance for the first time in five years, and Mr. Travis Wright unboxed a Kansas City Royals crypto collectible from Major League Baseball's new online blockchain game. Although this is a recording of a live show, you'll have to believe us when we say it was indeed live. Welcome to a special Bad News Live edition of the Bad Crypto Podcast. And welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. And we are actually broadcasting and recording this on castbox.fm. That is true. Yeah, you guys might have remembered them from a previous episode. Um, well, everybody who's listening right now is actually on CastBox, so they know what it is. But if we decide to put this as a podcast, you might remember them from an episode where, where they were doing an ICO for ContentBox, which was another another project that they're working on as well. So now they've launched live. And so here we are on CastBox doing a live episode for you right now. Yeah, and we have an audience that is active here, and and perhaps we'll, um, as we're reporting on the news, if somebody wants to call in and make some comments uh, or ask questions, we'll let you do that as well. But let's go ahead and jump into uh, what's happening on this show, and that is the current state of the markets, Mr. Travis Wright. Uh, As of timestamp 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, on the 29th of May, the current market cap is just shy of 276 billion. Bitcoin just short of 8,700. Wow. Ethereum 272. Ripple 45 cents. Bcash $456. EOS over $8 now at 8 and 15. Litecoin really coming on heavy this week at 117. The Binance coin now all the way up to number seven in market cap at 33 and a half dollars. And Bitcoin SV on fire. This day, 178 and stellar coming in at number 10, uh, close to 14 cents. Yeah, look at uh, Bitcoin SV. That thing is up 48% in the last 24 hours. Yeah, what happened? You know, that's that's the Craig Wright version of Bitcoin. And I guess maybe since he was doing stuff with the, um, with the, the U.S. Copyright Office and trademark, and maybe people are buying into it that that's a good crypto. I'm not sure. Right, fake but Yoshi. actually, yeah, actually, that that story is is fake news because we actually covered that on a recent episode that anybody can claim copyright, and the U.S. Uh, copyright Office doesn't actually recognize it as correct. Mm, that's correct. You'll recognize that as correct. I recognize that what you said is correct. 
Yes. So basically anybody can make a trademark or copyright claim. It doesn't mean that you're the actual, you know, person who should claim it, right? I'm Satoshi Nakamoto. You're you're Joel Toshi. I'm fake Toshi. I'm not I'm Joel Toshi, not a crypto. I'm not I'm not Toshi. <laughs> well, you know, regardless of what's happening with SV, the crypto markets in general have really gone on a good ride the last few weeks and Bitcoin set a new record for the year hitting as high as $8,905 before retracing a little bit. And now we're seeing Travis these moves of up to $500 or so a day. Yeah, I don't, I don't dislike that at all. It's nice when you're like, like sometimes you'll just send me a message on Facebook, like, what? Bitcoin's over 8,000 now. And then, and then I look and it's like, eight, like 8,300. Like, what? And then it got up to 88, 8,900. Like, it's crazy when you, you know, that's what we used to have back in that first, in that, that bull run in 2017 was you would have days where, you know, Bitcoin just went up. Five hundred, a thousand dollars in a day. That's crazy. And can you imagine how big the jumps will be after we get above twenty thousand dollars, and from twenty thousand to a hundred thousand if it gets that high? I mean, we'll see days most likely where where Bitcoin goes up two, three, five, ten thousand dollars in a day. Sometimes it's going to be you, crazy. And can you imagine when we go from a million to a quadrillion? That's going to be some really big jumps. Oh my gosh, it's going to be. I'm going to buy so many Lambos. All the Lambos with the quadrillion. <laughs> yeah, I think that, you know, we could, we were saying a few weeks ago that it felt like the thaw was here and that the crypto winter was finally coming to an end. And like clockwork, a month, a, a year before the next happening, which is due to occur in May 2020, just before consensus of this year, we saw that the bullish indicators were coming back. And, and here we are. We're moving. Uh, apparently, according to this article on CoinDesk, Bitcoin's new target is 9,650 for resistance. Uh, that was last seen 13 months ago on April 30th, 2018. Mm-hmm. A move beyond that resistance would indicate a $10,000 psychological price tag and up. Yep. I've seen, I've seen the charts on this and it's like, Every one of those, every one of those key resistance points above, what was it, forty two hundred or whatever, uh, and, and above five thousand, it just, it's hit every one of those popped them out, pop, pop, pop. The next one is, like you said, what about, about ninety seven, ninety eight hundred or whatever, ninety six mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. and then once it hits that, you're going to ten thousand, and then you're looking at eleven thousand pretty quick. Uh, and so, you know, we'll see. I'm not, we're not big chart readers, right? We're not big on the technical analysis. However. We are big fans of when crypto goes up. Yeah, I, I am the fart reader. That's that's what I read. <laughs> You're really good at those, too. Not the chart reader. Uh, also, just looking through the top 100 on the main page of CoinMarketCap to see what else is moving, NEO is back over $14, and that must be because we had Da Hong Fei on the show recently. And it must be because I sold some. Yeah. <laughs> There's the leading indicator right there when Travis yeah. – uh, so that's, that's, that's what it should be is like, did Travis sell this? Yes. Go buy it. You know, what's really interesting to me is I look through these top hundred. There's a lot of them there now that I don't recognize at all. Like mm-hmm. they, they have during the, the crypto winter, a lot of the altcoins fell, but some others have taken their place. Uh, for example, 
Uh, let's see here. As I'm looking through, I don't know what Aurora is. I don't know what Paxos Standard is. That's number 51. I have no idea what Cubitica is, number 59. Theta, number 60. These are all new to me. Mm. Seems to me you need to do some research, Mr. Mr. Joe Com. Uh, there's just there's so many, and and I guess personally, um, my own what I've been telling myself is you know stick to the the big ones that you know uh, because it, it gets really risky. Uh, crypto's already risky, but it gets super risky when you start getting into these um, you know smaller market cap and unknown coins. You know you wonder is somebody pumping them you know for a dump? Uh, I don't know. I'm careful. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things, too, when you're looking at this, it's like, okay, here you are, number 69 status. I don't really know a lot about that. Is it really worth $100 million already? You know, that's one of the questions that I asked, too. It's like, oh, Steam. Now, Steam, to me, should have a, a bigger market cap value, potentially, because it's an alternate social media platform that has gained some traction. It's got lots of users. Steam is worth $133 million right now. Should it be more than that? Well, I don't know, but I, how much is Facebook worth? How much is Twitter worth? How much are some of those? Those are worth in the billions. And if Steam is the number one decentralized social media platform, why isn't it worth at least a billion? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. Um, another one that substance we had them on the show is Arc at mm-hmm. uh, 63 and a half cents right now. They're ranked number 90 in coin market cap. Yeah. You have a chance. Listen to that. Listen to that episode because they're doing some stuff that. I don't think anyone else is doing being able to do a one-click blockchain launch. You can basically run your own blockchain. It's it's pretty cool. So listen to that episode. We had that. What episode was that? Two sixty-eight. Badco.in uh, forward slash two six eight. It was it was yes one of those. I don't know. Go to uh, badcryptopodcast.com and you guys can look there for that arc episode. Uh, you know, we also talked a good bit recently about Facebook and their global coin, and mm-hmm. of course, I, I have a theory that that is one of the reasons that the bull market is really kicking in, just because so many people in the media are talking about. Facebook and their global coin, which is their own crypto that's going to launch in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've had a lot of conversations with, you know, officials from U.S. Treasury. They've chatted with officials from the Bank of England. They've, he, you know, they've even said that uh, Mark Zuckerberg even sat down with Gemini, uh, Car- uh, Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. He said that he uh, had a, a conversation with those guys. And so he's trying to figure out, you know, this cryptocurrency thing. You think about it, you know, Facebook has 2 billion users worldwide. And if Facebook does crypto, does the launch well, and more and more people are now aware of the power of cryptocurrency, you know, you've mentioned this on some other episodes as well. You think this could be the Netscape watershed moment that really brings people into crypto. I, I do. And I think it's it's not coming the way that we initially thought it would come. Uh, you know, I thought we, you know, initially it was like, well, Netscape uh, was something that made the web super easy for anybody to surf, right? Type mm-hmm. it in and all of a sudden you, and so we're kind of thinking, well, the parallel would be that there's going to be an app 
that makes crypto easy to use. But now that Facebook is launching their global coin, I'm wondering if the watershed moment isn't really more awareness based because Facebook already has 2 billion users. Mm -hmm. And I think that the curiosity that's going to come as a result of them launching this thing is going to introduce the masses to crypto so that they're now going to become crypto curious and they're going to be listening to the bad crypto podcast all the time and they're going to become bad like the rest of right. y'all that are listening uh, that could be the the moment you know i think we've just we've been pegging the the watershed moment is a parallel to netscape giving access to crypto and i'm thinking now it might be awareness that does it mm. And we've had conversations about this, too, is that I think that it could be a double-edged sword for Zuckerberg because, you know, Zuckerberg and Facebook is a very centralized platform. The very nature of cryptocurrency is decentralization. And I think this could make a lot of people aware of cryptocurrency, but then again could lead to its demise of Facebook because as people become more aware of platforms like Steam and Karma and BravoCoin and some of these other ones that are decentralized – they're going to start adopting the decentralized version and, and start leaving the centralized platforms in droves, especially as how some of these, you know, social media platforms are, de- are, are deplatforming people based on their opinions. We want to go to a decentralized platform where everybody's voice is equal. And so I think that, you know, I do think that this, that this coin for Facebook could be a double-edged sword potentially. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I think a lot of people could adopt it. A lot of people could start rushing into crypto. I mean, you know, right here in this article that we're referencing here on Coindesk, it says that Facebook is looking to seek as much as a billion dollars to fund the crypto coin, the stable coin project. It seems to me they have billions of dollars probably in their bank. Why don't they just use their own billions? Well, they got to raise more money. But I guess they want to get in on the ICO craze. I guess I'm thinking, why doesn't Zuckerberg just, you know, write the check himself and, you know, right. take a piece of all the action? But the, Facebook has been talking with a lot of third parties, right? They, according to this article, have sought advice from officials in the U.S. Treasury and from the Bank of England. They've had talks with the Winklevi, Cameron and Tyler. You know, maybe they're they're uh, going to jump in bed again together. I don't know what, you know, the, I, hey, Winklevi, don't trust Zuck. He already screwed you once. Right? Yeah. That's, don't, don't tell him your good ideas. Yeah, <laughs> he don't will. He will steal them. Apparently, from other reports, they've been talking with Western Union, Visa, Mastercard, all to play a role in backing and funding this crypto. And all we really know about it is the goal of the cryptocurrency is to help their users transfer money to each other and to make online purchases. So mm-hmm. I guess it's going to be a stable coin of some kind. Yeah. Well, they didn't, they didn't talk to us about it. Why didn't Facebook reach out with us? I mean, we're kind of like Western Union and Visa, right? We're I bad. Think pro- probably because we diss on Facebook and Zuckerberg all the time. I don't think that's he wants true. To you know, I already do have the hashtag ready for when Zuckbucks come out. F Zuckbucks. Just hashtag it up <laughs> and we're going to, I think it's good. I got a campaign ready. I bought the domain fzuckbucks.com. Uh, we're ready. Well, obviously not everybody is happy about this. And the CFO of Binance, who uh, whose name is Wei Zhu, uh, actually, didn't we meet Wei? It, uh, we met, yeah. Yeah, yeah we in met Paris, him. In Tauri. So his opinion, uh, which, by the way, Zhu went to Harvard 
with uh, with Zuckerberg. He said that Mark Zuckerberg is a megalomaniac who's launching blockchain and cryptocurrency projects in order to squeeze crypto companies out of the dominance he eventually wants to assert over the space. That was his opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. So you can see it's like, here it is. He wants a social media monopoly closed and centralized cryptocurrency ecosystem that he will assert total control over. That's what they want. That's why I think it's a double-edged sword for Facebook. As they're going to come out with this, more and more people are going to go, uh-huh, we see what you're doing there, Mr. Zuck, and they're going to F Zuck bucks, and they're going to go over to the other cryptos. And it, I think it's going to speed up the demise of Facebook and moving it more towards irrelevance over the next three to five years. Facebook won't be nearly as powerful as it is today. I'm putting that, I'm putting that right here on the blockchain. There it is. We just blocked that. So Zoo went on to tell Yahoo Finance, I suspect it's going to be a closed Facebook ecosystem. Their goal is to wall off other people from coming into their system. It's not to open up their system to other people. He goes on to say the thesis behind crypto tokens in general and the blockchain is it's an open system where anyone can use it if they spend the time to adopt the technology. I think this is why it's going to bring awareness, but like you're saying, it could back fire and what it actually does is make people more crypto curious about bitcoin and the decentralized alternatives Mm -hmm. that's what that's the way that i see it just because i you know people on their own right now without facebook having a cryptocurrency they're leaving facebook in droves right i mean they're already upset with how the censorship is going on and how they're deplatforming people and how it's not open and how you know, everybody got most people got upset about the Cambridge Analytica data league thing that went on. You know, there was a big thing the past week about uh, the Instagram influencers, 49 million Instagram influencers, emails and contact information got out. Um, it was located on an on a Amazon AWS server that somebody found. And so they're not they're not very good with data security. They're not very good with data privacy. And now we want to put all of our money and use Zuckbucks? I don't think so. So to me, I think that this could be, I really am looking forward to it because I think that in the end, I think it's going to be very bad for them. I do not disagree. Uh, there's some more good news from the crypto world. You know, what, some of the things we talk about as being um, a good sign of adoption are when big companies are uh, involving and adopting blockchain and crypto. And you discovered this story here, financemagnets.com. Cell phone carrier AT&T becomes the first major mobile network to accept crypto payments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So imagine that. You want to go ahead and pay your AT&T bill? Well, they're working with BitPay, and now they can actually convert your crypto into cash and then send that money to AT&T and pay for your phone bill, right? This is the kind of stuff you're going to start seeing more and more of. I'm surprised to this day that Amazon is not accepting crypto. However, you can through third-party payments pay for your stuff in crypto, kind of in a roundabout way. But more and more companies, guys, are going to start doing this. And you know what? That's why I think it's great. You know, Facebook's doing some stuff. Nike, Nordstrom, Home Depot, Starbucks, and others, they're announcing that they will now pay their bills in crypto. There's some things going on with this. That uh, is big, and BitPay is one that's helping f- facilitate some of that. Mm-hmm. Nice to see. The The article goes on to say that their motivation 
isn't entirely clear. Uh, a former crypto hedge fund manager sees the move as rather random, perhaps an attempt to appeal more to millennials. Maybe they're looking at internal data and seeing that, oh, millennials want this, but we really don't understand the upside in doing it. But if people want it, then let's join the bandwagon. Well, think about this. AT&T was the company that was sued by Michael Turpin for $75 million because of the SIM card swap and how AT&T let somebody get Michael Turpin's phone number. And then once they switched that phone number over, they gained access to his email, gained access to other stuff gained access to some crypto accounts and stole $24 million worth of crypto and AT&T and him went to court and Michael Turpin won $75 million. So I think maybe in the process of that, AT&T did some due diligence into crypto, realized that more and more people are using cryptocurrency and that trend moving forward is only going to gain steam. And so they maybe wanted to be one of the early ones to get on the crypto wagon. Right. Well, what happens now if you're, you know, Sprint slash T-Mobile because they're merging, right? Or or you're Verizon. You're going to go, oh, you know, crap. Uh, AT&T is taking crypto. We better, too. Right. That's that's typically how this type of thing happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I do know this, that, you know, I know that I have, uh, you know, I had T-Mobile. I got SIM, heart, SIM card hacked as well. They tried to steal my crypto. But I, you got to be smart. You keep your crypto off your computer. You keep your crypto off the exchanges. You keep your crypto off the phone. You keep it in a you keep it in a hardware wallet. Matter of fact, I just got a new Ledger Nano X to keep my crypto secure everywhere. I guess they we we chatted with them at the consensus and they sent us they sent us each out one. That's pretty did, cool. Did you get yours already? Yeah, I got it. It's in my hands right now. Oh, cool. I have not checked. Mine has not yet arrived here in Denver. So what do you think of uh, – they fixed some stuff with this one, right? Because the biggest complaint that I and many others had about the Ledger Nano S is that it only had room, RAM on it for like five different coins, mm-hmm. which was yeah. ridiculous. And we have way more coins than that. So we need to put our oh, – you know what? It's still in the package. I haven't opened it up yet. And that this is not a sponsored thing. They just – Send us out, want to take a look at it and, and give it a review later on. So the packaging looks nice. I can tell you that. Okay. That's good to know. I think uh, in the near future, we're going to be giving away. We have some Ledger Nano S's here on hand. Now that I've told you that I was unhappy with it, we've got some to give away. Uh, we'll probably do a contest. <laughs> We, we really don't like the Nano the nano Ledger, so we're going to give some away. Well, it's not that I didn't like it. I like it as a device. What I didn't like is that I could only store four or five different, mm-hmm. you know, cryptos on it at a time. But here's the deal. You know what? Put some of your Bitcoin, some of your other coins on it, and that's like that's just one of your devices that has some of your crypto on it. Put it somewhere. You know what I mean? You don't got to put all your crypto on one device. That's really not that smart to do anyway. Not at Imagine all. Imagine if that thing, that thing fails. You're like, oh, no. At least I have some cryptos over here. So, yeah, the word of the wise is, is, yeah, just keep it off your computer. Keep it off your phone. Put it on a put it on a third party hardware device that is not connected to the Internet. That is the safest way to keep your cryptos. What he said, just like Mm -hmm. that. Here's some more good news, Travis. You know, on a previous episode, we had Caitlin Long from Wyoming on to talk about how Wyoming was intending to be crypto friendly. And now we've got some good news out of the great state of Montana. They have uh, passed a bill exempting utility tokens from U.S. securities laws. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have Wyoming. You have Montana. Well, we got this big sky country going on right. with uh, being all crypto friendly. 
What about like New York and California and some of the tech hubs? How about they get friendly with crypto? Because you know what's happening, Mr. Jolcom, is all the innovative crypto companies and the blockchain projects, they're not building their projects in America. They're leaving. They're going abroad and building their companies there. So I think America needs to start taking you know more signals from Montana and Wyoming and get these laws in order that make it crypto friendly because cryptocurrency is just the evolution of the financial world, right? It's the next step, moving beyond paper, moving beyond plastic credit cards, digital currencies to where it's headed. And the states that get it sooner are going to be able to maybe attract some talent to their states because right now all of these innovative companies are, have left America and they're building their projects in Singapore. They're building them in Switzerland. They're building them in Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, Cayman Islands, you name it. They're Malta, Gibraltar. They're, they're building them all over, but they're not building them in America. And the reason is, is that it's not the, the legislation is not conducive for companies to be built here. Well, if you look at, you know, you asked, why not New York? Why not California? You know, the biggest states in our union are also the most corrupt states, right? And mm-hmm. they have the most to protect for the bureaucracy. It's the Wild West, Wyoming and Montana, right? Freedom-loving states that are less likely to be regulated and in control of, be controlled by those less scrupulous that are passing this regulation. But think how many, you know, people have a lot to lose if crypto, you know, empowers the people, especially in these these urban centers where the corruption is just everywhere. Well, think about it like this. Imagine if all governments adopted blockchain and then you wouldn't have situations where trillions of dollars are missing from certain organizations because they just don't know where it is and we're going to do an audit, but we never find it. And it's like, you know, when you use blockchain, you got that transparency there, that stuff, that greasing the wheels and that sort of corruption and graft is not able to happen anymore. And I guarantee you that's another reason why they're fighting it because they like to have their corruption because that's their wealth grows over time. When you got that corruption in there, if you could eliminate all of that, make it more fair, that would be way better, but not for them, not for the ones who make the rules. So here, here's the particulars of this. The Montana governor, Steve Bullock, signed House Bill 584 into law earlier this month, recognizing utility tokens and exempting them from being considered as securities under local rules with caveats. There's always some caveats there, and you could read the details of this. I linked the article there in CastBox for you to check out. But it's really yeah. it's nice to see. What if the SEC says, nope, that's not a utility token? And because there's, there's very few real actual utility tokens, we've had conversations with attorneys and, you know, they most of them go, yeah, that's a security. That's a security. Very few actually turn out to be utility tokens uh, just based on the way the laws are set up now. So this should be interesting to see how it's going to evolve. Well, and speaking of the laws, we are going to soon hear from the Internal Revenue Service here in the U.S. The last time that they offered tax guidance on how cryptocurrencies would be handled was 2014. Well, here we are. Fast forward five years, and they are soon going to update their guidance and an offer uh you know, to tell us here's some clarity on how to handle taxation on virtual Mm -hmm. currencies. Yeah, because if you talk to an accountant, 
and then you talk to another accountant, they're going to give you different answers, right? Because the IRS, they look at cryptocurrency as property. The CFTC looks at crypto as a commodity. The SEC looks at crypto as a security. And there is no crypto trading, you know, commission or anything now. There's no there's no organization that, you know, is specifically around crypto. And so every one of these organizations are looking at it through their own lens, right? And traditionally, if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And so that's a metaphor for, you know, the IRS is going to look at it in a certain way. The SEC and the CFTC is going to look at it a certain way. Eventually, we're going to need to create a cryptocurrency foundation uh, or a commission that sort of helps make all of these rules. Because if you have three different organizations trying to make rules around this, that's really confusing. And the tax guidance you get from all these different accountants and is just confusing. So hopefully they can shed some light on this. And again, not drive away more innovation and have more innovative companies leaving America because the IRS put the clamp down too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of leaving America on the other side of the world, the Russian Central Bank is now considering a gold-backed cryptocurrency to facilitate international settlements. This is this is what the article here in CoinDesk is of saying. Da, очень хорошо. Well, actually, think about this. We we had a conversation about this earlier today, Mr. Jokam, about how stable coins currently are pegged to the U.S. dollar. Most of them. There's some that are pegged to different ones in different countries, pegged to the euro, pegged to whatever. But that's fiat currency. So we have crypto pegged to fiat currency. I think it's a much better solution to have crypto pegged to gold or crypto pegged to some other asset, not a fiat currency, which could collapse over time. I mean, we've been hearing that, you know, the 2008 collapse of the U.S. economy with that whole housing thing that went on, the big bubble that there's another bubble that's coming that's way bigger than that that's going to make 2008 look like a blip. And then what happens when fiat currency has mass inflation? And then what? You know, the, the price of cryptos are going to go away. It's going to be crazy. So I, I do think that, you know, eventually pairing them up towards gold and other assets, maybe even stocks and stock or the stock market or pegging them somehow, getting it outside of that traditional fiat system, I think is going to make sense down the road. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon but it will happen uh, over time it was elvira nebulina the government of the bank of russia that was quoted in this particular article and the, the article notes that it's nice to see russia softening towards crypto because previously they were seeking to block foreign exchanges, even blocking mm-hmm. some media sites that covered crypto back in 2015. In fact, a minister, according to this piece, once said that Russia would never make cryptocurrencies legal. But Well, you know, they've, been, they've been mining it, though. I mean, that's yeah. one of the things. Is like Russia has got huge mining equipment, and, because, and they also have places where they can do sort of really free electricity. So Russia has been mining Bitcoin, but I don't think they want their populace to have a lot of that. And, uh, you know, oh, Frank, Frank's talking about, yeah, yeah, there's other gold backed coins out there, too. I, I, I can dig it, but I would stay. I would I would I would be yes, weary. Stay, of stay above the fray. We, you, you don't want to dig that. And, uh, yeah. You, you don't want to make mo of an ass of yourself than you already are, Travis. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Good stuff. Back on this side of the uh, the planet, which is round, by the way, to all the evidence that we have. Sorry, flat earthers, but it definitely mm-hmm. appears to be round. Uh, Microsoft is in the news 
And uh, the story here is that they are including ID push on blockchain, and they're saying that this is good for for uh, Bitcoin. What does that mean? Well, basically what Microsoft, they, they did a statement in their blog that says, we believe every person needs a decentralized digital identity that they own and control, backed by self-owned identifiers that enable secure, privacy-preserving interactions. This self-owned identity must seamlessly integrate into their lives and put them at the center of everything they do in the digital world. Now, Civic has created their own digital identity, and you know you, you got you got tokens that are attached to that, and you you literally use that at South by Southwest. You verified your identity and got a beer out of a vending machine because of that, right? So I think that identities are very important. That's one of the things that Mr. Joel Com and I were chatting about originally whenever we were starting to think about do bad before we even thought about doing bad crypto was that you know what. Everybody talked about, hey, Russia maybe hacked the election and this and that and all this problems. And I said, well, we can com- we can complain about the problems or we can create a solution. And the solution would be blockchain and it would be blockchain identity and voting on the blockchain because then it's immutable. Nobody can change the votes. Your vote, you can go check on your vote to make sure your vote's legit. And it would just solve so many problems. That way we wouldn't have two and a half years of pointing fingers and blame and this and that. Let's solve the freaking problem so it doesn't happen anymore. And I think Microsoft is thinking about that. Hey, having a digital identity that we all own, that's our own, that's decentralized, that's mine. And I can say, Hey, I want to give my, I want to get, I want to give my data to Facebook uh, in exchange for this. I want to give my data, my, I want to give access here. That's going to be a lot better than the system that we have right now. Mm, I don't disagree. Here's uh, here's one sign, by the way, speaking of Microsoft, that you can see adoption is coming. If you open up the latest version of Microsoft Excel, the spreadsheet program, and you go to the various currencies that you can select as a symbol, now Bitcoin is in there as a currency option. Mm-hmm. You can keep track of how much Bitcoin you have in your inventory. Because more and more companies are going to be receiving cryptocurrency and payments. How do you keep track of it? How do you do the accounting for that? And there are some really great solutions that are popping up out there. But now you can just keep track of it on your Excel document. Yeah, I'm actually, I just, I don't know if it updates automatically or how it works. I actually just opened up the currencies in my Excel spreadsheet here and i'm looking for where that might be i did not even realize there were this many different currencies like i'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling it doesn't stop Stop. you can stop scrolling now all right hey also there there it is wait wait i I found it there it is yep it is indeed there it's well it's not really alphabetical but there it is bitcoin symbol is now available in accounting and excel very Ah. nice i love that Oh, hey, also in the news, I thought this one was really cool. You're going to start seeing more and more of this from sports figures asking the teams to pay them in Bitcoin. There's a new revolution going on. Russell Okung, uh, who is a, a Bit- Bitcoin fan, and also Matt Barkley, uh, they've been mining and doing stuff on crypto. And uh, he tweeted out earlier this month, hey, pay me in Bitcoin. And uh, Russell Okung is, you know what, imagine this, he wants to, they want to get their salaries in Bitcoin. And actually, um, Matt Barkley, uh, a couple of years ago, actually with his two previous contracts, he tried to get the San Francisco 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals to pay each of his contracts in Bitcoin, which had they had done that, uh, when Bitcoin was three, $400 a pop, I mean, 
that would have been phenomenal for Matt Barkley, but they did not do it. So they're, the teams are, are not actually paying people and paying their, their salaries in Bitcoin yet. However, you know what? Who knows if that's going to happen in the future? I would imagine before too long that somebody's going to get uh, going to get paid in the cryptos. Yeah, I, I'm good with getting paid in the cryptos. That that works for me. Let, mm-hmm. Let's do it. Uh, you know, speaking of sports, Major League Baseball has jumped on the crypto bandwagon and they have launched a crypto collectible game. It's called MLB Champions, a game that allows you to own a digitized version of baseball cards and play with them. Mm-hmm. This, this, you know, when we started this a couple of years ago, this is the stuff that we knew would start happening, and it's happening. Like this is mm-hmm. the happening right now. This is, and I'm signing up right now. No, actually, last year they, they uh, at Dodger Stadium they gave away uh, the MLB crypto uh, cards, so they were starting to give some away, and I think they were the first one to do that. And so people, like twenty thousand fans, got a card with a digital collectible on it. Then they went to MLB crypto something.com and they were able to redeem them. So now imagine you have this baseball card or whatever. That's a virtual card that only you own and the rarer ones become extremely valuable over time. Now I remember when I was a kid, I loved collecting real baseball cards. I still have my baseball card collection is not worth hardly anything. And today back in the day, they were worth a lot, but then the market tanked, but this should be interesting. Digital, uh, baseball cards and digital collectibles from all of your favorite teams. MLB is the first one to do it. I imagine NFL and MLB and some of those other ones are not too far behind. You know, international FIFA, some of those other leagues probably coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a company called Lucid Sight is uh, in partnership with uh, with Major League Baseball to develop this. And uh, the guy, the CEO, his name is Randy Saff. He says, our game is a fantasy-esque type game where you buy the collectibles, you buy a Bryce Harper or Mike Trout, you play them in the game. And if Mike Trout hits a home run to win the World Series, that generates new rewards that can be kept scarce, powered, by blockchain, uh, you know, they can't counterfeit these. There's no wear and tear on them. The company can't issue more of them. Uh, collectibles are just super cool. ERC-721s. Right now, I'm, I'm signing up right now. I'm are you signing sign up, up right now? Okay. Oh, yeah. well, I want to check it out. It sounds awesome. While you're signing up, I want to hit up the last story here. This uh, this story right here on ccn.com sell the house cars and kids buy litecoin cnbc host goes crypto crazy who who was this that we were talking about here it was a panel it was a panel yeah, the c uh, the cnbc host was one going crypto crazy right was this at where was this at was this at consensus no it was a panel on cnbc oh, okay no i didn't watch it i'm not sure you're the one talking about it you tell me Oh, I, <laughs> I thought you put it in there. I did not. I think our producer <laughs> threw that one in there. Oh, good job, Aaron. Way, way to put it in there and for us mm-hmm. to not uh, not prepare ourselves. Well, let's just look at this right here. Um, there's a bunch of tweets on this. It was on CNBC's Fast Money, and a number of traders were uh, talking about it. I think that uh, because Litecoin – uh, you know, ha- has had a really nice rise this week. Somebody mentioned that Litecoin could have a 400% price rise. Well, I guess it did because didn't it fall down to like uh, $30? $20, $22.93 okay. back in December. So, yeah, it had a 400% price rise. And and uh, the anchor of the show ended the segment yelling, sell the house, sell the cars, sell the kids, buy Litecoin. 
So, you know, he's. I don't know if I would do that. That seems crazy. Well, the house, the house (laughs) and the car, okay, but don't sell the kids. Don't sell the kids because that would be bad. That would be worse than bad. All right. Hey, I'm all set up on MLB champions now, and you can actually buy, you got to buy these little diamonds. You buy these little diamonds, and they, uh, you can buy them with USD or with Ethereum, and you buy these little tokens. And then, then once you have these diamonds, you can use them to buy these little packs. And you open them up and see what uh, who you got. Oh, this is cool. cool. So you know, you know me, I'm not a huge um, sports fan, but I am a collectible fan, and I'm a crypto mm-hmm. fan. So I'm probably going to have to do this as well. Uh, MLB Champions, the website for it is MLBC.app. So you know, the goal here is if you get some that are, uh, you know, how do you know the value of them? I guess is the question I have. How do you know what's worth something? I don't know yet, Mr. Joe Com. I'm just getting started, buddy. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you are. This is right up your alley. I'm going to do it too, and we can compare notes. Um, there's one more app that I want to talk about. I want to talk once more about Bravo Coin. If you guys heard the episode we did at Consensus, one of these decentralized social platforms that we came across is uh, is called Bravo Coin. The website is Bravo Coin. Dot com. I'm going to paste it right there into the uh, the chat so you guys can see that. And I think we actually have a short link that will give you some Bravo. Try that, badco.in forward slash Bravo. I'm testing it here on my browser as well. Yep, mm-hmm. it should work. That's it. Yep, that's it. So when you sign up through this link, you get, I think, five or ten Bravo automatically. But this is a decentralized version of Yelp that you you know on Yelp and the other standard social sites you are the product we are the ones they are selling but with Bravo you can do reviews like you do on Yelp but you get paid for them in crypto yeah mm-hmm. pretty handy i would check it out yeah check it out if you have ever you know used tripadvisor or used Yelp i mean have you ever gotten paid for your review no because these centralized companies, they take your creations and the data that you create and the content you create, they use it for their own benefit, and they're the ones that's got rich off of your content. Now, you can earn some crypto by leaving reviews from places you traveled all around the world. Pretty handy. I'm digging it. I'm, I'm writing like an average of one review a day and I'm getting paid in Bravo. And, uh, right now, you know, I think they're just listed on one exchange that's overseas somewhere and there's not a lot of volume, mm-hmm. but I, mm-hmm. I think as more people discover it, that, uh, it's just a matter of time before it starts catching on. Of course, I am not a financial advisor and, uh, and I don't know for sure, but, um, I kind of dig it. You do you dig it? I do dig it. Can you dig it? Cool. All right, so I'm just logging into my MetaMask right now, and I am uh, I'm logged in, and uh, it created a player ID for me, which is also super cool. This is uh, this is fun. Yeah, yeah, this is cool. I'm, I've actually opened up. I I I got a hundred dollars worth of those diamonds, and which is like point four Ethereum or something, right? And so now I'm going through it. Oh, nice. I got a gold. I got a gold one. So there are commons, bronze, silver, gold, and I think diamond or platinum at the top. And so there's some of these coins. There's some of these ones that are going to be really valuable. And I don't think that, um, I think there's just one of them potentially. And so if you get like a really good one, you could go sell it 
and um, have fun with that. This would be cool. And these, apparently there's a game event with them, and so you could use them in games and um, have different determinants, I guess, based on based on what's going on in the game. Okay, so how much was uh, a pack? I see here a single pack uh, includes one Major League Baseball uh, 2019 figure in bonus caps, and it's 100 tokens. How does it work? diamonds. It's 100. Did you buy that package? No, that's seven. That costs you 750 diamonds, and then you get 100 of those caps or whatever those little bonus things are. Okay, so how much are – oh, I see. So you're you're paying for the diamonds in either USD or ETH. So mm-hmm. if I if I was to pay for 500 diamonds in USD, it's four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, there should be a price break because a thousand diamonds is nine ninety nine, and two thousand diamonds is nineteen ninety nine. Right. There's, yeah. You don't you don't get a bonus until you hit the four thousand diamond bundle, which then starts giving you extra. So there's no reason to buy the hundred or the 2000, um, you know, if you're going to do it, get the bonus then you buy more. So I'm just going to spend four ninety nine, and I'm not going to pay in USD. I'm going to pay in ETH. I'm assuming that's what you did as well. Mm-hmm. And that is 0.018 ETH right now. So I'm going to buy them also. Confirm. I love this stuff. So you bought, so you bought the 500, uh, 500 diamonds right is that not enough i think you need to have 750 diamonds to buy a bundle oh okay to, to so, open up a pack yeah so basically so, each one of the each one of the cards essentially is worth at least 10 bucks in theory because you got it well i guess not quite that because you got to have 750 diamonds what's the point of offering a 500 diamond bundle if you can't buy anything with it well i think there's i think there's other stuff besides just the figures there's there's caps and there's other stuff that I don't necessarily know what it means yet. So if you go into your MetaMask now on your EtherScan, you should be able to go to your collectibles and mm-hmm. and see um, your your pack there, right? Yeah. This is weird. There's a season pass available too, where you get you can earn caps and earn postseason game cards and other stuff. Uh, cap modifiers. I don't even know what any of that stuff means yet. So. I guess it's a matter of once the game starts playing right now, it says it's under, it's under construction. So I guess your cards are going to play against other people's teams and, and you try to win. And then I guess there's going to be baseball games going on. So that should be fun. So that means you probably need at least probably 12 baseball players or so. You need some pitchers and some fielders. Okay. So if you scroll down the page, it says now taking the field and you could see Salvador Perez. That's yours. You, you, that's you, mine. Yeah. Yeah. So there's also Jimer Candelario. Somebody got that one. Mm-hmm. I think that was mine too. Oh, okay. So he's uh, that one's a gold card. I would think that that mm-hmm. one is worth more. Probably so. Yeah, this Heimer Candelario dude, it's a gold. So the Salvador Perez one was a silver. How many silvers are there? Only one silver? Only one bronze? I don't know what the what the scarcity model is of that. But I'm sure Salvador Perez is my favorite Royals baseball player, and Royals are my favorite team. So I'm pretty glad that I got that one. Well, there's two different ways these trading card games work. There is the uh, the rarity of the card, uh, and if in this case, it's the base they're standing on. So you can see there's a common base, which is just a plain field. There's a bronze base. There's a silver base. And, like, your Jimer Candelario is on a gold base. Mm-hmm. So that that has something to do with the rarity. And then the color of the card, I think, is the other part of it. 
um, that is, is unique. So I don't know. I need to, need to figure this out. I'm waiting for my, okay. I can now buy my packs. I've got my diamonds. I want, I want to let you know what I get here. Okay. All right. So buy now for 750. I'm going to buy a pack. <laughs> Purchase pack. Okay. So I think I go to profile. There it is. So show my packs. It's probably a lot fun for a lot more fun if people can actually see what we're doing. But this is the end of the podcast. This is this is extra bonus material. Such a bonus. This is like what Joel and Travis do when we just have conversations on our own. This is like tuning into that conversation. Okay, I got Nelson Cruz. Um, oh, nice. He's a cruncher. Twins. It's a common card. This is one of your basic cards that won't be worth squat. Mm-hmm. And it's coming soon to the App Store and on Google Play, so you guys can mm-hmm. check that out. All right, hey, thanks for uh, for joining us for this cast box. Would you like us to do these more often? Uh, let us know. Of course, your feedback here is welcome, as well as your feedback to badcryptopodcast at gmail dot com. And uh, make sure you go and sign up for our newsletter on the site, so you can hear about all the cool things that we're doing. Thanks to Castbox for the uh, the live cast tool we dig it and uh, anything else we want to say travis hey i want to say thank you all for tuning in we had tons of people listening to the show hopefully you enjoyed it um you know tune in go to bad crypto podcast and and sign up there get on our newsletter that's what mr joel com said badco.in forward slash news we'll give you a lot of great updates there and just register to sign up follow us here on Castbox. that would be a great way because we're going to be doing this and plus all of our other podcasts show up here as well Yeah, what he said. All right, gang, until next time, stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.